Welcome in, you cheap beggars, to Discount, the Bargain Bin Gaming Podcast, hosted by three hosts so cheap that if they get egged on Halloween, they'll be keeping them for breakfast. I am your host, Josh, and sat next to me, plugging into player two. I'm Darren. Hello. And sitting in her Overwatch queue for five hours, I need to play support again. It's me. I'm always support. It's Carrie's. That laugh comes from pain. That, that it is. is. It's very painful. That is a suffer. Yes, and welcome into our first ever episode of Free Talk Freebies. It's our October Reflection Month or something like that. I don't oh know. Like, like meditation. It feels yeah. like I'm in therapy. What's yeah. your October yeah. Reflection? Well, um, I felt at the beginning that I was mm. taking too much on at work. But that's fine. But yeah, this is our episode where we talk about all sort of news that came out in the month that means mm-hmm. something to us. Games we played, the PS Plus Live up so free games that have come out there and just have a bit of a chat rather than focusing on buying each other cheap games to beat each other with so please stick along and uh, join us for this ride as we try and see if this is a good format and you can go no you're bad go back to what you were doing <laughs> we want jump force in the main episode again always <laughs> jump force um but yeah so it's been an interesting month in general october uh, for yeah. news wise for gaming you'll have all probably already heard these things but there are, we've we've all selected some things that all means a little something to us, and I think it was probably good to like go through it in the order they happened. I mean, the first thing that happened this month was Stadia, was it? Oh, God, Stadia died. Stadia yeah. died, which I don't think anyone was shocked at. I mean, no. listen, I, can I be perfectly honest with you both? The first thing I ever heard about Stadia was this month hearing about the death of Stadia. <laughs> I, I had no idea this existed until it died. I remember Stadia <laughs> launching, and everyone went... It's fine. It doesn't work in places like Australia where the internet's not very good. Yep. It's like a fine idea. And then radio silence for three years. About that, yeah. And then it came out and went, oh, Stadia's dead. Went, I thought it was. But it's, thought it was already. But it's bad for all the people who obviously own it. So the idea was you buy a game and it would always be online yeah. and you could just cloud stream it at any point. And it was... Yeah. It was Google, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was Google. Um, who did it, and basically no one bought into it, but there were some people who bought into it massively, have a thousand games on there, yeah. and now they've lost everything that they put money into. It was like the same concept of, it's like your own personal Game Pass. You yeah. Know, you just have it always online, you could have it always available. So. Okay. It felt like they were trying to jump on the whole, you know, Netflix is streaming, everything is streaming for video and film, like the next thing has to be game, and you look at your Game Pass has been a massive success for Xbox. Yes. Xbox is, yeah. I mean, really... It's its flagship property, I would say, is Game Pass, which is yeah. is sad to That's say. That's what they want to be. They want to be an online streaming thing. I mean, the news came out that they tried to pitch that to Sony, and Sony said, no, no. jog on. But it just didn't work, Stadia. And yeah. you go, oh, it's dead. That's a shame. But then now you're hearing rumours that Netflix are planning on doing the same thing. Yeah, it's... I mean, it, it, it doesn't shock me that Netflix would try that. What shocks me is that they would see what happened to Stadia and think, yeah, well, yeah let's I, carry on. <laughs> I think Netflix already do in some markets the game stuff I heard mm. about. Well, they, they do on, they do some crappy online, like Stranger Things games mm. that they've made, but what they actually... I, th- I think there's actual games you can get through Netflix in some places. I'm sure I read about this. The thing about Netflix as well is that if they roll in with the Netflix subscription, mm. they already have the base yeah. yeah, like Google has a lot of users, but Google doesn't have a lot of what I would say are subscribers. 
So yeah. Stadia came out as sort of a separate entity, whereas Netflix buying into it is potentially not the worst idea because there's already people subscribed to Netflix, there's already people who use the Netflix ecosystem. Yes. Yeah. If they then loop games into that... It's already, it's already set up for them to, to just buy into it. But yeah, yeah. Bit, I mean, would you use it if that happened? I mean, they've, they've said that it's not meant to rival console gaming, so I don't think it's going to be like a Game Pass. I think you're going to get these little indie-developed games, yeah. potentially, that mm. are sort of budget. And I mean, if it's an add-on to my Netflix account for £2 extra a month or something like that, I'll dip my toe in for a few months, see if yeah. it's something that I like, and then I'll make a decision whether I keep if, it or not. If it functions in the same way as Game Pass functions where it's just a collective of shit I wouldn't normally buy. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, I'll, I'll buy into it, why not? It's what? the same reason I use Game Pass for like a month other than to play Diva <laughs> Pinata. But it's just buy like five pound indie games. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing, isn't it? Is if you've got a PC, then you're pretty much set for your indie games because yeah. you just go on there and you get them from next to nothing. They're dirt cheap and it's fine. But if you're a console gamer almost exclusively, this seems like a nice move. But yeah. Stadia is a big warning that it doesn't always work. You cannot just assume that you're going to be the next Xbox Game Pass and it works. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. I just think, yeah, Stadia deserved, not deserved to die, but had no reason to keep surviving. No. <laughs> I, I think it should have been dead a while ago. And then confirming its death was more admitting it. Yeah, yeah. I'm it. surprised you said it was three years. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it would have been that long. That's it, a long time. It's weird. Google's a big enough company that this won't really make a huge dent in what they're doing. They could have launched it, seen it was dead in six months, and just gone, "Cool, we're, we're putting yeah. the plug. Yeah. Give you your money back. We'll move on. We made a mistake." In a way, yeah. respect for leaving it for that long. So mm. people who had it, even if it was dying, still got what they paid for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, if they're real good guys, they would just send everyone who's bought stuff on Stadia a physical copy of their game and undo what they've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? But yeah, Stadia started off the month, so it starts off on a sour note, really, this yeah, month. Yeah. And then, I don't think it got better this month until the end, really, but... We sort of wallowed in gaming we, for a while. Wallowed in gaming with these sort of weird bits and then yeah. we started hearing rumours from the east about this PS Stars, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd forgotten the PS Stars was coming out. I remember it being announced, and they were like, oh, it's this cool, like, community loyalty thing. It's coming out in this sort of date. Mm. I was like, okay. And then posts were cropping up of, like, people in uh, Asia where it launched first game. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I've done the same thing for games coming out this month. I'm like, fuck, that's out next week. Yeah, like, what? It, it, I think a lot, of, a lot of things just snuck up on October felt like it was a quiet month, but it actually wasn't no. at yeah, all. Yeah. PS Stars launched, yeah. It's... It's fine. It's fine, yeah. I don't I don't really get the... I mean, I'm in Stars. You're in Stars. I'm yeah. a level two Stars yeah. member. Same I'm one. on Stars. I told me the other day I, I'm a level one Star, okay? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about it. It just popped up and was like, you've got this. And I was like, nice. So it's, it's two things, essentially. Mm. It's a collection of worthless trophies, like yeah. objects, mm. collectibles. On, online collectibles, which is if you're on PS Stars, you probably are chasing trophies anyway, so you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And, and loyalty points. And loyalty yeah. points, which is the more important bit yeah. of so it. So what do you get for the loyalty points? You can exchange a certain number of loyalty points for either full games or PlayStation Store credit. Well, I think that's sweet. I think so that's cool. The, yeah. the point numbers are fine. People have been complaining you don't get enough. I think it's fine. I bought a seventy-pound game yep. and got seven hundred points. Yep. And I worked this out. Two hundred and fifty points is a pound. Oh, okay. So you get about two pound fifty ish. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's just it's yeah it's just so again you buy the new Modern Warfare which is what I think you yeah, bought yeah, and, and I did as well. 
go to get our things and we go, all right, we've basically got seven pounds off our next game. Yeah. Or sorry, something like that where you've, you're getting yeah, close you uh, with three pounds up to it. So it all builds in and then there are ones where you get a code or you can get a game and sometimes it's better value. I mean, there was a mistake, wasn't the, there? Yeah, uh, where... it's still wrong, but the exchange rate between points and games is slightly fucked right. because it's based on the American prices for games. So the one I noticed it on is uh, Cold Cold. Lamb, which you can buy full for around 6,000 points. Cold of Lamb is £20. A £20 PlayStation Store voucher is 5,000 points. The difference is because in the US, Cold for Lamb is $25, mm-hmm. and they've just one to one it. Right. So you can make, not make money, but you can game the system if you play yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then they've got challenges in there as well, which is for these collectibles. But they are, I, I thought they were fun. One of them was that record player where you had to work out the game that they were talking about, and then you launch that game, and it goes, collected, collected, and you have to collect six of these to get this reward. Um, which was fun, but it was buggy still. It's a gimmick, really. Yeah. Apart from that, talk about you potentially get better customer service the higher up you are in PS Stars. That's a bit weird. You get priority, which I'm I'm not super mad about. Because mm. in theory, to get to level four, you have to buy like four games and get like a hundred trophies. Yeah. Okay. Which is if you've bought four games and you've played them to the extent that you've got a hundred trophies, and that means you get like a two place head start in a customer service queue. Yeah. Fucking sure. Yeah. Like, not that you deserve it, but you've no. earned it. No. <laughs> the only issue, I think, is that it dismisses those who buy physical games. Yeah, and that's it really like, does. That's so the you're like, I'm, you buy a physical game, it doesn't redeem it as points because you've not bought it through the store, which I understand why they don't. But why does that not go, oh, you've launched a new game you've never played before. Here's some bonus to your star yeah. rating sort the, of thing. Um, Nintendo Loyal Program used to do this really well, where okay. physical games would come with a code in the box. And you'd enter that code in, and then you would get the points you owed. So as long as you weren't buying pre-owned games... Yeah, yeah. You'd... I, I like having games physically. I've enjoyed updating my game shelf. Mm-hmm. But now that there's an online loyalty program, I suppose the point is as well that if you're buying physical, you can shop around and get it cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So you probably make back the amount you're saving in points... By buying physical. By buying physical anyway. I mean, that was, it, it was the reason I bought Modern Warfare online, f- like digitally rather than physically. So I went, yeah. well, I might as well just get the points and then it's good to go, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than a physical copy. But also, it's not really a game you share because you, no, no. <laughs> you can't really do anything but with like, it. There is also challenges where you buy, uh, there's one at the minute, at the time of recording, where you buy specific games and you get bonus points. And that's yeah. fun. And yeah. I'll probably buy one of those because you can't buy it physically anyway. What, okay. Tunic? Tunic, yeah. Tunic, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, PlayStation Stars, I, I think it's too early to tell if it's good or bad. I think it's something that people will buy into. I think it will get better. Mm. I think it's fine at the minute. I hope they do more interesting stuff for points, because I want points. Yeah, that's yeah, the only thing I've got, is I want those collectibles. They put a bunch of challenges in, they go, you've got 60 days to complete it. I completed it in a day and went, well, what do I do now? So just well, put more they in. Said they, were gonna do, they said they were going to do cool stuff, like if a new game comes out like God of War, if you're one of like the first 100 people to beat it, or platinum it you get like a bonus. Oh no. So they said they were going to do cool stuff like that on big releases and then perhaps like the community has to work together to get a number of trophies and then everyone who does that stacks stuff back. Yeah, because the beating it one again benefits those buying digital. Yeah. Because if you're physical like I will be for God of War I'll be sat around waiting for delivery or show up at nine o'clock at night and go first day one and you're like thanks Amazon. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it today. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah I, I... 
jury's out. We'll wait to see what it is. We'll probably yeah. talk about it more next one if they've done something interesting with see God of War, etc. Our monthly PS Stars update. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want a star update. We'll talk about PlayStations. You can talk about our yeah. star signs. But yeah, that was PlayStation Stars. Yeah. And then we got a bunch of game releases. They moved on. And then we got to spooky season. It felt like all of a Ooh, sudden. Yeah. Didn't we? Um, I know one, one of the things came out first, but we'll move to... Resi, I think, because okay. you were talking about Resi more. I have a and lot of opinions. I think, I think yeah. we've all... Then there's a lot more content, shall we say, in the Silent Hill one that came out. So yeah. we'll talk in a bit more yeah, detail yeah. about that. So mm-hmm. we'll move yeah. to our resident, resident, resident evil. Our resident evil expert. Our resident, <laughs> resident, resident, resident evil expert. Keris, yeah. over to you. Okay, so this this could take a while. I have a lot of opinions I'd like to share. I'm going I to take try it and make back. it quick. Right. Back to you, Diamond. Uh, <laughs> I have no so, opinions. The, the, the Resident Evil showcase, I, I know... We talked about this briefly, Darren, in that we said it was both interesting and uninteresting. Uninteresting only because they gave us exactly what they said they were yeah. going to give us. Yeah. It was nothing new. It's stuff that we've known about for months, being the Resi 4 remake and the Resident Evil 8 Gold Edition with a DLC. I'm not going to talk too much about Resi 4 because I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say about it other than it looks fucking yeah. great. Can we say a couple of things? Like it looks, it looks, it looks awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, what I mean is that th- yeah. there's nothing really else to say about it. It looks incredible. I'm really excited to play it. I think it's going to be a really good remake and I think it's one of the best Resident yeah. Evil games. Can't, so, save, can't save the dog anymore though. No. No. no, no. no. And I don't very know. Upset. I saw on IGN earlier and it raised a really good point of the fact that obviously when you are fighting El Giganto the dog comes in to distract you when, yeah. you, when, when yeah. you're fighting El Giganto and if he is dead if the dog is dead yeah, what happens a... then? You do, like, do you um, have a different Spoilers for that 18 year old game. Oh yeah. <laughs> also from someone who missed the dog on one of their playthroughs mm. just nothing happens. Yeah. You just fight him. Okay. I'm, I'm sad maybe the ghost of the dog turns up and it's like how could you? Oh, oh God. And oh, that's you instead. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep. Um, but yeah, no, it just looks, it looks really good. The trailers look absolutely stunning. They've done a really yeah. great job of yeah. just the whole thing looks beautiful and really atmospheric. And there's, it's really nice to see it actually, because you can see how much Resident Evil 8 was an homage to 4 now that mm-hmm. everything has been remastered. And it's lovely. It was just really yeah. cool to watch a trailer. I got like goosebumps and chills and stuff. So I'm excited for my, it. My feeling on it is it does the best thing that people typically say about remakes is that it looks how your brain remembers it. it yes, yeah. absolutely. Which I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is how yeah. I remember it. I like only it. ever played Resident Evil 4 through once and Same. I loved it. What did you so, play on? Um, oh God, I can't remember now. I played the Wii version. Oh, oh mine was the PlayStation. Trash. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't, I can't remember when it came out. I can't remember if it was... 18 years ago. So yeah, so PS4. Yeah. yeah. Was used that PS2? It used to be a GameCube exclusive when it came out on the PS2. Well, yeah. it was meant to be a GameCube exclusive. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to work so in my PS2 brain whether it was, was PS3. Shout out to the uh, Capcom 5. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I'll be honest with you, I think that was actually the first Resident Evil game that I played because I played. I remember playing Resident Evil 2 after it. Mine was definitely 1. Mine, <laughs> I think, was also 4. I, I, I do vaguely remember as a child, I think I had Resi 1 on the PS1 and I think I was probably not into it that much because yeah. I think I played like 10 minutes of it and then it forgot about out. it. I remember the first zombie that, but we have digressed massively from <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I was going to say as well, what I saw in 4... 
and how good it looked. It got me excited for a bit of what's happening with Eight, where they're bringing in the third-person perspective. Yeah. And I thought, oh, they've done that. Re- they've done this looking so well mm. that I'm expecting the third person to be really good. Amazing. Although, admittedly, I think it should be a first-person experience because right. you're meant to be that faceless Ethan. Yeah, I was going to say, controversially, I actually prefer first person in general so seven and eight being first person for me it doesn't it's not typically resident evil and i do understand that um but it's not my personal preference um will i play eight in third person just to give it a go yeah i will (laughs) the issue i have with third person horror compared to first person horror is that you have an advantage in third person horror you can sit in a corner and rotate the camera and you can see down corridors you shouldn't be able to see that it it brings it brings me out a little bit and I start and it's my own fault I game the system I I, I believe a game is like if you have a first person or a third person game you have designed it specifically to be played in that way and then changing up that perspective brings in complications that I think it inevitably makes it a little more actiony yeah Yeah. Yeah. like I truly don't believe that I would have enjoyed Resident 7 as much as I did and I would have been as scared of it as I was if that had been in third person I think that making that specifically first person was 100% the right decision and I know that that's probably controversial to a lot of Resident Evil fans and that's okay um, but I think that was but seven's your favorite done. game, and seven is my favorite game, <laughs> and you can fight me on. <laughs> um, so yeah, bringing it back now to the Resi Eight DLC, yeah. I am both excited by it and really not excited by it. I I'm gonna play it right on cool. two levels. Okay, first of all, the one that's gonna take the least amount of time for me to talk about is the new mercenaries levels, which I'm both really frustrated by and really excited by because, and that's from a personal level because yeah. I both You're love and fucking hate mercenaries. For those of you who followed me on social media and followed us on social media, we did a little get to know you, and I talked about my hardest platinum being Resi Eight, not because the main game is hard; it's an average platinum. Because you're I I'm a fool, yes. (laughs) And I decided that my knife-only run needed only to be done with the lightsaber, right? And they were like, yeah, all you have to do is go through the mercenary levels and get SS rank. I was like really cocky about it and was like, this won't take me long, that's fine. It took me a year. (laughs) It took me a year because the first levels of mercenaries... Okay, not bad. They give you the stuff to be able to go through. The second lot of levels is, are in Village of Shadows, and yeah, you okay. need to like have loads the, of points. The hardest you don't get cool, hardest difficulty. <laughs> they one shot you when you are killed, and you need combos, you need bonuses, you need the points levels, and that. It's just needlessly difficult, right? So when the first part of this DLC was announced ages ago, it was that you play mercenaries it's the same levels, but you get new characters. So for yeah. example, you get to play mercenaries as Heisenberg, you get to play mercenaries as Lady Dimitrescu, um, which obviously as the thought of throwing chairs and desks at people as Lady D is like mind blowing to me. So that that's interesting to me because I feel like it is, uh, even though I, I I have a real love hate relationship with it, I 100% want to go and play it. I'm excited for it. Yeah. The main thing that I find for frustrating is the shadows of rose dlc it looks like a really meaty dlc it looks like you're going to get a lot of hours out of it it looks like you're going to get a full story out of it which i'm really excited for however i have and i'd be interested to get your opinions on this because i know you guys have played i was wondering if you were saying you too then both of you um have you played resi 8 no No? okay right so i can still give you my input yeah (laughs) but i'll try so without spoiling anything obviously at the end of resi 8 (laughs) no 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 no, no, wait i'm gonna put this there's certain stories that are resolved 
and they are resolved. Ooh, um, okay. I'm not going to say what those stories are or who the, it's, whose it's stories they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's resolved. There's there's resolved issues there. However, I feel like they they lean in more with those resolved issues and bringing the daughter in as a DLC into more of a. It looks like we're going to go down more the. Chris, well, Chris Redfield no, fighting the BSA. Everyone knows Chris Redfield was an A anyway, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. feels like it's moving down. It's moving down into a more actiony, yeah. a more actiony route, which it was with eight anyway. But okay. I feel like it's this trilogy is so rooted in horror, and it's so rooted in the story of the family specifically, and it feels like we're moving very much away from that, and that is frustrating to me because I feel like they've got two different avenues now they're going down. They're either going to make this a trilogy, and the last trilogy, the last in the trilogy is going to be totally without the family just Chris Redfield going and doing yeah. all this action stuff yeah. or they've written themselves into a corner and decided this isn't going to be a trilogy it's just going to be 7 and 8 and that 9 is going to be new okay. which is even more frustrating to me because I feel like there's nothing there's a lot that they could have could have been done without spoilers because this, this is we not both, a spoiler I think we both said this to each yeah, other I would day. like 9 to be focused on Mia okay. I think there's a lot of plot points where we could discuss the things that happened to Mia in 7 the things that happened to Mia in 8 and that could be kind of discussed in that way I don't feel like it's going to go down that route that is frustrating but I do understand why Rose's story is a DLC because personally I wouldn't want to play a full game of Rose with powers either because that doesn't feel Resident Evil to me either I'll be honest I'm not interested in the DLC personally Mm -hmm. I I have no interest in biotic and all these weird powers it just doesn't feel right for me as a as a leader in a, mm-hmm. in a, a character in a game to play it this way. You saying it looks meaty. I think it's meant to be roughly about four hours, this DLC mm-hmm. to play, right. which is DLC length. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it's DLC, DLC and they it's, haven't gone it's, like. It's around the same thing as we had for the not hero and the end of Zoe DLCs that we're in Rising 7, which I really rated. I really thought they were good DLCs. The Chris Redfield DLC was great. It was great fun. Um, and it resolved another story in there as well. So I see what they're doing. They're following a pattern, but it worries me for where they're going to take the next one. Because so in short, what you're trying to say is that the, the, the actual expo, um, what they showed us was what we expected. It wasn't yeah. anything interesting. Like it wasn't, no, it was interesting, but it wasn't anything. Oh, that's It wasn't new. new. We've known about um, it. All it is is your own personal trepidations that you're taking from that. Yeah. Area. I, I think as well that there's enough call, and it does make me sad, there is enough call from the general um, fan base that they're a bit kind of like over the winter story. They want to go back to that kind of... I don't. I don't. I, I got to be honest with you, I really don't. I really like how rooted in horror both of these were. I think it was the refresh Resident Evil needed, and I know that's a very popular opinion. That's not anything controversial. But why go back to Redfield and but, go back but, to but why go, Yeah, why, does it not feel null and void then? And I mean, this is purely speculative. Obviously, nobody's got any any details about Resi 9. Yeah. But why would you go back on yourself if you've come this far? No, there never will be. Please don't say that. No Resi Nine. That's what they. That's what I heard. They're going to go straight to ten, like Windows. Yeah. Oh my god! Get away from Resi me! Literally the Vista. most <laughs> offensive thing you have ever said on that podcast. That, that this podcast that I listened. I don't to know. Give one. me a couple episodes. I'll <laughs> <think it's fine. laughs> yeah. So Resi was quite a small. Exploration it was only like half an hour. Mm. It wasn't even half an hour. Oh, sorry, it was an hour, but half an hour of it was just a countdown. countdown. Um, yeah. So it was an hour, but half an hour really. But the day before, we got the Silent Hill one, which I gotta be honest, I'm not. We're not going to talk about this much because we agreed we're going to do one point each. Yeah. But 
Um, I will just say I'm very excited for all the stuff they're doing with Silent Hill. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I, by I've it. never played a Silent Hill. Maybe I will. Um, I think that that's all I have to say. <laughs> re- remake of two is people are questioning the developers, but mm-hmm. that's always going to be the case. People always question it, but they've got a great foundation to build upon. Yeah. Um, the film. I went back and watched the f- the original film that they did mm-hmm. with the same director they're bringing back. It's a solid film. It's a solid three-star horror film. I think it was good. It was interesting. Mm. It's got Angela from The Walking Dead in it. But that looks exciting. And then they've got a new, two new games mm-hmm. coming out as well, which will be interesting. So they did a lot in their expo. And also, um, just as a little thing that also we're not going to talk about, but just to say we're not skipping over it, was the release of Overwatch 2. Oh, don't worry. It's fun. Next bit we're going to be talking about is what have we been playing? Aha! Okay. <laughs> so, um, Paris with the unintentional segue. Segue, yeah. yeah. And that's not even the one I'm going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were all collectively, because I think we'll move into what yeah. have we been playing. So I think it's fair to say that almost, for, well, 25 million people in the first 10 days yep. have been playing Overwatch 2 release. Yeah. yeah. And my God, I'm thoroughly whelmed. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. That's it. I think I've enjoyed it. I just think they've taken a lot of quality of life stuff out. Yeah. I, I think it's, it is, whelmed is the right word because it's just more Overwatch but a bit different. Yeah. It's less Overwatch. Well, I, I don't mean more as in yeah, yeah. an yeah. increase in quantity. I just no. think it's the same thing but slightly more washed I pre- out. I personally find I'm really enjoying it. I love fun. playing Overwatch. Yeah. I really do. But there are things, integral things that I loved about Overwatch 1 that I miss. And I miss it. I miss them every time I play it. Cards at the end cards. of each one. Yeah. The big cards one. are the big ones for me. Um, loot boxes. Loot boxes. I mean, I mean, I get why they've done it. I mean, I don't have a... I, I do have an issue with changing the model. I know why they've done it. I get that. But there is nothing for you as a player to get now. And that is, I think, the most demoralizing part of it. I think new players are going to be struggling because they're going in and they're seeing all these wonderful skins that people had before. Because we were gifted a lot yeah. of skins mm. that were lovely. Um, actually, the day that this comes out, um, it's the Halloween events. We'll see what they do when, yeah. with yeah. that Halloween. And hopefully they do have something a bit more like, hey, if you come in for our seasonal, you get some free stuff. Yeah. And I think that would turn the community back on their side. Yeah. They're not going to do it. They but. are also, there's double XP this weekend and next weekend too, right? It's, yeah. uh, they've got double XP for the next two weekends because they messed up their launch so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, okay. the, so quality of life, they removed the cards at the end, loot boxes, fire icon. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Then, like, there is stuff I brought in that I like. I like challenges. Yeah. I wish you got more from your challenges yeah. rather than here's 60 coins. You can't even buy the battle pass if you complete everything during a regular season. Yeah. It's a very money-hungry game now. That's yeah. the real I, issue. I think the game mechanically feels better. Yeah. I okay. I think the experience of playing it is worse. Mm. I think it's a much harder game to play as support now, which yeah. is... Unfortunately, yeah. we made that joke at the beginning, but the majority... Well, I, all, I support is my main class. Yeah. Support is my highest-ranked class yeah. because I'm quite good at support. But now... You're relying on one tank who has no shield, who runs off. You have to go after them, and you just get bullied as a support. Let, let me tell yeah. you now, right? And that's, not, somebody... that's not by other people. That's no, your no. own team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I just before Overwatch Two started getting into playing Mercy a lot. I I really like playing Mercy. I think it's fun. Um, I find it really difficult to play Mercy now because I'm the first person they pick off. Yeah. Like my death to heal ratio 
as in general is terrible as mercy because no one will leave me alone and then you've always got some genji in the corner being like i need healing i need healing and i'm like i'm dead someone also made the point that (laughs) nobody wants to play support because you have to do the challenges to advance the battle pass and the challenges don't incentivize playing support no no you get get fast i mean the only one it does incentivize is you know you've got stuff like um your baps you got your stuff like Mm. your uh, moiras ones that can put a good amount of damage out Uh, lucio is your big one i mean there's a reason why lucio is one of the most played ones for the top ranked Mm. people because they can put out damage they do speed boost so that you you can be more mobile rather than it just i don't know i i think there's a there's quite a few areas where i'm still gonna play it i'm enjoying it Mm. i'm not not gonna not play it i think i've spent more time on overwatch this month than i have any other game so i can't i uh i said that i was avoiding playing it i don't know why i just didn't want to get sucked in and i played like a game yeah cool i'll be back tomorrow I mean, I, I think, I love, I think for me, as I've already mentioned, it's my, it was my comfort game, Overwatch 1. Yeah. And now I feel it's much harder to enjoy Overwatch 1 on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to see a big switch in the way that I play. I used to play Overwatch 1 a lot on my own. Mm. Um, now I think it's only going to be as a communal game. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think I'm going to be playing it as a solo because I will just have to play either as support. Or wait seven minutes to play a tank yeah. to then be killed immediately and blamed for the loss in the game. We can talk about Overwatch for hours, but yeah. what other games have we been playing? Um, I am going to talk about a game that I actually finished. I put up that I platinumed it on Is it the social media. Graveyard Keeper? I'm going to talk about Rollerdrome. Rollerdrome, oh. right. Let's talk about Rollerdrome. Uh, Rollerdrome is the latest game by Roll7, who are the people who make Oli Oli. Oh, yeah. Oli Oli mm. 1 and 2 and which Oli you Oli love Oli. as well you love I Oli love Oli Oli World it is my number 2 game of the year so far <laughs> I absolutely adore it what's number 1 Elden Ring Elden Ring yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rollerdrome is I number 3 game it, of the year it's like it's like 4 or 5 it's really good um, it's like a bizarre crossover of Tony Hawk and Running Man well the film Running Man the film Running Man I love the yeah. fact you've gone for the film Running Man rather than uh, the film Roller is it Rollerball I don't know. There's a rollerball where they're round on skates, but it's like a group of them. It's like um, with balls and they like murder each other in right. there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, anyway. But I love Running Man, yes. Sorry. So, Rollerdrome is like a. Film reference from Darren. Yeah. <laughs> film reference <laughs> from the 80s. Yeah. Mm. One of the less less signed Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger films. <laughs> and one of my favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger You're films. You're welcome, audience. Running Man, love it. Um, <laughs> love it. Rollerdrome is a game. I'm going to watch it after we record this now. Set, oh set in the future. Uh, it's in like the 2050s or something, I believe. Uh, where basically they've invented a death sport called Rollerdrome. Mm-hmm. Where people compete, they're on skates, and they ride around an arena while they get shot at. And they have to kill everyone in the arena. Right. Uh, Rollerdrome is a mental score attack game, basically. Where you try to keep your combo up. You... Increase your combo multiplier and keep it up by dealing damage. It goes right. up by killing enemies. It goes down if you take damage or you wait too long. Okay, so you have to be decisive. You have to be decisive. You have to be moving around. You always have to be shooting at someone, killing someone. Um, you unlock weapons as you go. But basically, it's like Tony Hawk in that you do the tricks, you do scores, you try to keep the combos up. Your tricks restore ammo. Oh, that's so cool. So you run low on ammo and you have these different weapons. They all run on the same ammo count, which is like a bar. Okay. So, so if right. you fire four pistol shots, you'll have two sniper shots. That makes sense, yeah. Um, it's a percentage bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is. there's a lot of times where you're like, you're shooting and you get down for a certain bar and you sort of in your head go, right, that's two shotgun shots. 
I need three. I'll do a trick. Mm, but you yeah. haven't changed weapon yet. I was watching the bar go up a little. You're like, yeah. Ah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it is one of the best games I've played in a long time in terms of like that flow state mm-hmm. where you're playing it and after a while you get into a thing of like, there's a mechanic called perfect dodge. Right. Where if you dodge a sniper shot just before you dodge any attack just before it hits you, you go into slow-mo and your attacks do more damage. So you get into a flow of, right, right there's a mech there, so I'm going to go up this round, right. I'm going to have the sniper aim at me, I'm going to dodge it, I'm going to use that to destroy the mech's cannons, that'll keep my multiplier up, I'm going to hit this guy on the way past, it, do another trick to get the rest so of So it mech. just feels very fluid, like, it, you yeah. go, right, I know where I'm going. Once this- you get into the flow of it, and all the different enemies require different approaches, like there's yeah. one where if you don't kill them in one shot, they put a shield up so you can't hit them for like five seconds. There's one who, if you hit them and don't kill them, they teleport away. Yeah, and a lot of it is just getting into that state of right. Gone up here. I can see the enemies around. He's going to warp if I hit him. The sniper's aiming at me, but if I dodge, I'll have enough damage with the charged up sniper shot to kill him. Yeah, yeah. So I'll hit him. But do I want to leave him alive because he also has the sniper, so I can perfect dodge off him? It's that sort of you know. It's like a you get those feelings when you're doing like stealth games, for example, like the old Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. If I run this way, then this person's looking over there, so I can take that person out before the other one. They'll be alerted and they'll come this way. Like it's 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 pre planning. Yeah. I mean, it feels. And when it works out, I imagine this thing, when it works out, it's a very satisfying yeah. feeling rather than, and then when it goes yeah. wrong, you go, well. There's a lot of times it. where you accidentally like <laughs> shoot someone before you've charged up your shot and they don't die. And then you get hit in the back by like five missiles. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> damn it. Because then your mod, your bot player's gone. If you're trying to do the score attack, each level has challenges. So if there's a challenge to like do all in one combo or don't get hit by a certain attack and you fail it, like, fuck. And this game right now is there's a free trial. There's a trial. Free trial if you've got... Plus. Is it PS Plus extra premium yep. tier? You get the free premium, trial. Premium tier, you get a free trial on it. So but it's I, uh, I highly recommend it. I how how much people, is it right now? Uh, full price is 25 quid. But it's only digital. You can only get digital. It's only digital. Yeah. I, I honestly would buy it for 25 quid. I bought it. Mm. It was on sale about a month ago for a third off. Oh, nice. It's great value. I'd buy it for 25 quid. I'd buy it for a bit more. Brilliant. People are complaining it's not multiplayer. doesn't need to be. It's... Mm. Fucking great. I mean, what was the idea? If it was a multiplayer, I assume like a deathmatch arcade yeah, yeah. is what they're thinking. But yeah. like the best part of it is each level has challenges, which is like kill one of these people in one shot, right. kill three of these people in a window of time. So it's got a replayability, like if you haven't got through all the challenges, you can go yeah. back to levels and do it. I mean, and that... the challenge, you don't have to do them all in one run as well. Oh, that's nice. So one might be do the whole thing with the shotgun. So you're like, right, this run's going to be dedicated to doing the shotgun. There's nothing more frustrating than doing ones where you go, oh, you have to get everything in this single run. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's like Tony Hawk's where you just get, here are all your challenges, get them done in whatever yeah. order you want to do mm. them in. It doesn't matter. But I uh, can't recommend it now. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to play that now. I mean, I wanted to play it when it came out. I saw it being announced. I went, oh, that looks awesome. And I've just got 25 quid. It's a little much. I want to get, I should play the trial and see if it's yeah, something yeah. I want to do. Um, but I probably may take a little bit while. Yeah. So it's on a sale and then I'll get I, it. I think the only thing you might not get out of 25 quid is it's not the longest game in the that's, world. That's the it issue. It has like 12 levels and it has a new game plus which is the same 12 levels with different challenges. Right. That's the only thing I'd say put you off. So was it, like, was it like four hours? Um, I'd say if you're going for all the challenges it's maybe like six for the first run and maybe like four for the second. Right. Like okay. a 10 to 12 hour deal. Oh, that's, that's not too bad but it's, it's still... It's great fun. I mean for what is essentially... A indie game price. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what you expect, it is, isn't it? it is. really? A lot of fun. Highly recommend. Mm. Cool. Um, Karis, what have you been playing then? Okay, so yeah, I've played Dead a lot this month. Uh, no, it oh, is God. Disney Dreamlight oh, Valley. God. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's new favourite game. Listen, I really did not 
when this was when this first came out, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, because I like as you, I, I'm I do play games like The Sims Four and stuff like that, just those really chill games, like really cozy. I do quite like them. Um, when it came out and I started seeing everybody like post their pictures and their stuff from there, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm missing out. So <laughs> I got it for my birthday, um, which was last month, and it is the most addictive shit I have ever played the game is like crack like yep. it's one of those games you go on and you think like I just need to chill out for an hour like after work I'm just gonna play an hour and suddenly it's like 11 o'clock and you have just been mining for diamonds with Goofy for three hours <laughs> um you're laughing, you're laughing but I've, I've played it as well yeah now, and I walk around like the most worry. bizarre sentence I've ever heard in my life I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan so I beat the shit out of people with Goofy here, yeah. I, here I am fishing just to make Wally my best friend so yeah. Yeah. here I go it's, it's a really cool game it's it's actually got a, a story to it it's really sweet so you end up in this kind of uh, Disney world where this thing called the forgetting has happened um, the entirety of uh, Dreamlight Valley where everybody used to live has been taken over by like this dark entity that has grown thorns everywhere all the houses are abandoned there's only three characters that still live there that want to regenerate the valley and get rid of the forgetting which are four, four um, yeah who was it Goofy you got Merlin Goofy, mm-hmm. Mickey, and Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Oh, it's like a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's your job basically to not only help the characters rebuild the valley, um, but to try and get rid of the forgetting and get the characters to come back. Um, so you end up kind of going into different worlds of different characters to kind of try and bring them back. You also, and I mean, listen, this, the one thing I will say is very cheeky about this game. Okay. And it is cheeky. I feel like Scrooge McDuck in particular, it's very cheeky. It's, Okay. Um, it, it's got um, what we'd call is it Animal Crossing syndrome? Yeah. Where they with the money, you know where we're yep. with this. Yeah. So you, I have ended up in your world. You don't know me, Scrooge McDuck. You don't know me. Okay. You've got loads of money. You've just told me your favorite hobby is to dive into a pool of coins, yep. and yet you want me to give up the two grand that I singularly have <laughs> to rebuild your shop. Your shop. You have the money. It's like the landlord devil Tom Nook. Yes, it is. It is. It is like because the worst villain in video yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, like I get it. If Wally wants to come back, he needs a home. So yeah, I'll build Wally a home. That's cool. I ain't gonna rebuild Scrooge McDuck shop three times, by the way, so that I can continue to buy things off him. Very cheeky, Scrooge. Listening to this feels cheeky. like my drink has been spiked. <laughs> The way the it feels playing the game is great. Yeah, it's like Animal Crossing meets Disney yeah. with some more elements like Stardew, which is it already has, but there are there's no real there's no combat or anything like that. There's it's no combat. Just, you've got what is it, three magical items, which is like a pickaxe, a shovel, you and get a, a pickaxe, a watering can, and you also get a, oh, a um, fishing rod. A fishing rod, okay. yeah. It's Animal Crossing. Cool. Yeah, for sure. It, and it, it's gorgeous. It's really nice. You get you have to open different worlds by doing different tasks every day. Things can be as small as like taking a selfie with Mickey, um, changing your outfit, or it, you know, you get bigger points for rebuilding someone's house or and it, it is it's so it's addictive. Disney Animal Crossing. It, it really is. So is. Addictive. But it is it is really nicely put together. I didn't feel like, oh, it's too difficult to get you know, like sometimes there are RNG, like you got a mine, you gotta get ores. Yeah. I, I found myself getting coins very quickly in this yeah, game. I think good. it's yeah. I think there's very clear ways you do it. You just put someone who likes mining, so you get extra, and you just go around mining, and yeah. then double up your ore, yeah. and you sell it all, and you go, here you go, Goofy. For some reason, you've got 
2.6 million coins just yeah. to send them to me, even though you could have rebuilt everything. Yeah. Here you go, and you just sell them to me, and then I'll put them back into your shop. So good if you are looking for a game that you can just chill out to, and it's actually got some really funny bits in it. It's really, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great game. Yeah, it, it is fun. Um, I, I've been playing that as well. I've been right. playing everything. But um, mm. the game I'm going to talk about is Cyberpunk 2077. Nice. Yeah. Back, yeah. back to 27 years ahead of where your game was, Darren. Yep. Um, I've gone back in and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's only going to take me two years to go back in and love it. Um, yeah, it was a birthday present for me a couple mm. of years ago. It just, it was buggy. It was yeah. messy. Gone in now. Um, yeah, there's the odd, odd little bit. You go, what's going on there? Like my car came and it was floating above the ground for a bit, but that was like oh, once. But that was that came across thirty. I was thirty hours into the game. You go, it happens. I get in the car. It's on the ground yeah. now. You know what? You live with those things. There are people who go, well, that breaks the immersion. I can't play this game. I go, well then, good. Don't fucking play it. Yeah. You're not allowed to enjoy <laughs> nice things. No enjoyment for you. Be miserable by yourself. But I think they've done a really good job with the game. They've obviously put a lot of effort to make it what it is it's had a massive resurgence it had a good update which has made it really playable and they've got another one coming in the next month like 1.07 or something 1.7 yeah. and I think it's going to be the bit that everyone goes fuck me that's it it, it feels like the same sort of vibe as uh, No Man's Sky had where it came out and no, everyone sort of bounced off it because it wasn't what yeah, it was yeah I, I, I also said they've sort of I also bought No Man's Sky release same I bought <laughs> I, I bought a PS4 to play No Man's Sky and oh. I thought it was fine yeah I but, did as well um, yeah it feels like that sort of thing where people bounced off it and then in the background since they've gone right let's actually get this where we want it I've got to be honest I think the reason why I bounced off it originally was not because of the game because I mean a lot of people will now come in and go well the story's not very good and I'm like well no I'm really enjoying the story mm. but the thing is it's not you've got, you got one main story is the same with everything but there's all yeah. these other side plots that I'm just going off and doing them because they're their own contained stories and I'm enjoying that yeah. and that's what I want to play and that it to be honest, it works for me it's the sort of game I enjoy I go here you go here's a big open world you can do it in any order you want to mm-hmm. there's thousands of collectibles if you want it yeah. there is far too much loot and there is so much loot I think that's its only real criticism that you get a million bits there's so much item management but fuck it it's good fun um, and the other day I got um, mugged and woke up in an ice tu- ice. Uh, this isn't the game mugged and woke up <laughs> in a bar in, full of ice completely naked nice and I had to make my way out of a place by sneaking around and throttling people whilst my dick was hanging out yep <laughs> and you know well, that was fun. That was a story. And literally, every person I killed and took items off them, not one of them had a pair of trousers for me. Oh, so by the end of it, I was wearing tra- tra- trainers, a t-shirt and a hat. Good. And, oh, and some big pink sunglasses with my dick hanging out, just throttling people. If you had Cyberpunk yeah. and you bought it, I recommend going and booting it back up now, playing it. I, or if I you don't now, if you've got the money back, it's only like 25 quid. Also, uh, also has a PS Plus Premium trial. I believe. Worth, yeah, it does. It's worth, yeah. and it's worth, it's worth a go in. I don't think the opening really sells the game, but you've got three different routes that you yeah, can go Yeah, I, I played like an hour of the trial, and it was one of those games where I could see it was going to be good. Yeah. But it wasn't what I needed at the time. It's, so I'll probably go back in. It's a it very slow start, but you've got three different, you've got three different things you can go down, and you've got different openings. And I reckon it's a game that I could complete, and yeah. I reckon I could go back in and play it again and still enjoy it. But I'm one of those people who will do every side story. I never ignore a side story. Yeah. Because at least it goes main missions, side missions, like great side missions, off the side missions I go. But yeah, should we move past games you've played? Yeah. And move a little bit into the PS Plus world. Other games we've played. Other games we've played. 
So we're all mainly PlayStation. None of us have an Xbox, and we no. do apologise. We're not talking about what's going on, on Xbox uh, stuff. Switch doesn't really do free things, nope. and we're not going to go through like Epic and Steam and all these mm. ones. So we're just going to look at the PS Plus for free ones, as we are here as a bargain Ooh. bin gaming podcast. Um, PS Plus this month. Basic question: Good or bad? Was uh, it a good month for PlayStation Plus or a bad month for PlayStation Plus? And you can talk about the initial three and then the following release afterwards because I think that's going to be the decision. Yeah, I, I think I, I would say good. I think good. I think the three games were fine. Yeah, the basic extra yeah, games. They are. Yeah. Good games that aren't for you. Yeah. Or aren't like extraordinary games. Yeah. They're ones where you play them all and you go, oh, this is like cool. Yeah. So the games we got for the basic level were um, Justice 2, yeah. uh, Legendary Edition, but you only get the Injustice 2, you don't get all the other bits. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed yeah. mm-hmm. and Super Hot with a three on that. And when they announced that, I think I was the same as you, Darren. Super Hot. Super Hot. I, I was like, what a bad month this is going to be. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a really I, I strong looked month. at it and I thought, I don't, I don't hate Super Hot. And that was it. I, I gotta be honest, like, and, and Josh can attest to this. I am terrible at actually using my subscription I, because I will look at the games and go, yeah, great. Or I will look at them and go, no. I add them all to my library and then forget. Yeah. I, this was one of those months I looked at and thought, I don't think any of these three games really massively appeal to me. Injustice 2, I know of, I, I, like, that I've seen people play it before. It's fun. It's just, not, not for, for me and then when I looked at the other two I was like oh yeah okay I did play a little bit of Super Hot well we'll talk about that um, well we won't but <laughs> yeah. Hot's cool I, I, do you know what I thought it was cool I didn't it's not for me I did find it a bit of a jarring experience um, however I can completely appreciate why it's a cool it's, game it's an interesting like, concept yeah my, my comment always on Super Hot is that it's a really cool central idea and it mm. does too much weird fucking shit with the rest of the game the story yeah. really works for me but that's I, because it's not for me I mm. love something that thinks it's smarter than it is yeah like another, <laughs> that's another, that's another really me. good funny game that's was, exactly uh, the reason he married me another good indie game from recent was uh, Inscription I have the same problem yeah. with that it's that it's a really cool game that gets bogged down by all of its weird story bullshit mm. very much um, and then obviously the other one was Hot Wheels Unleashed which I did play a bit of and thought this is perfectly fine but I thought it was going to be more wacky than it was I'm going to be my, honest with you out with the three that's the one I love that and thought oh, no. oh I, I will never immediately write off a playstation plus game because no. there's been so many weird ones from the past that like we both got fucking addicted to horizon chase turbo we both platinum and after that <laughs> i will never completely write off a ps plus game and i to that went that looks kind of okay and then play them this is fucking this is great. addictive <laughs> yeah but i got those those first three came out i think we all thought it was gonna be a bad month mm-hmm. and then they announced what was on the premium and extra tier and they brought yeah. out an extra was it 20 games or something, something like that um i read and, the first game and was happy and it was a very strong yeah. so i think yeah. i think we can all collectively agree it was a good month good month. yes good yeah. month there. Thumbs um, up. But what were your? What was the one game that comes out that you think everyone should give a go to? Is the question I suppose um, of those? It's maybe not the best game on there, but it's the game you think, hey guys, that's a game you should go play. Um, I can open that up to whoever wants to go first. I'll go. I, uh, I am an odd over this one between two lamented, pined after the. Yeah, answer. I had thought of two of them that I was going between, but I'm going to say that people should try uh, Dragon Quest Eleven because. I like Dragon Quest. I can't say I'm a Dragon Quest expert. Mm-hmm. I've played a couple of them before. There's one on, I think, the DS. So it was like eight or nine. 
and that's a fucking great game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age. That is that's the full title. <laughs> so um, basically, Dragon Quest Eleven came out, and it was good. It then came out on the Switch mm-hmm. with this version that has some extra stuff built into it. And, and then they then released the Switch version back on everything else. Right, okay. So that's what this is. And it's just a big JRPG. It's just a big JRPG. I think this is something I would like to see more of on the PS Plus Premium and like uh, yeah. extra and stuff. I want big J- I want exactly. big, big RPGs. JRPGs, yeah. ARPGs, WRPGs, whatever you want to call them, I want big A lot of RPGs. what I've enjoyed so far in there is like little games that I'd forgotten about. Like yeah. the first PS Plus Premium game I downloaded was Patch Upon because it's awesome. It is a good game. Um, but I like seeing big, like, RPGs, big sort of mainline games. It's a lot of stuff that I like but never sort of bit the bullet on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they need to do more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, following on from yours, I mean, my selection is similar vein, because again, it's another one of the Dragon Quest games, but it's a very, I think, very different style of yeah. Dragon Quest, because I would recommend everyone check out Dragon Quest Builders 2. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the cutest fucking game known to man. What, yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> It is lovely. It's a lovely little uh, sort of action role-playing sandbox game which allows you to do very much Minecraft elements of building yeah. stuff. But it, the, way really they, the way they've done Dragon Quest Builders 2 is it follows on from Dragon Quest 2, um, but then you're like in a big sandbox and you're building, you're helping people, you have to survive a night when there are attacks coming. It feels Minecrafty, but there's a story to it. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, it's like Minecraft actually had a full proper story. And it sounds awful because people go, well, there is a story mode in Minecraft, but it's not really a story mode. No. But I think it's a good, fun game. I bought yeah. this on Switch ages ago and now it's on PlayStation. I'm probably going to play a lot more of it. But I think it's a perfect, it's a perfect Switch game as well, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I really think a lot is. of the, dra- I think a lot of the Dragon Quest games are good Switch games. They're good for on the go. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend everyone checks this one out. Again, I don't think it may be the best game they've got on this month, but I think it's one of the more fun games in the game that you probably missed. Yeah. Because it's going to hit a very niche group. It's those people who love JRPGs, like mm. Dragon Quest, will go, oh, it's a Dragon Quest game. I'll go check it out. Or those who like these sandboxy games, it's not one that's going to be on everyone's radar. So, yeah, my thought is check that game out as I think it is potentially the easiest, most laid-back game they've released this month. Okay, cool. Um, you've gone a different route, though, haven't you? I heard? have. I'm here to bring the tone down slightly. Um, <laughs> so, the game that I chose... It's uh, it's Limbo. It's uh, it's Limbo. I Classic. think Limbo is... It's like Quop, where you have to get under a really low bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my God. That's the it's... level of our comedy, a really low bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to give you a bit of background about Limbo, Limbo is... A, um, it's a puzzle platform video game. It's, uh, it was done by, uh, Playdead, which is an independent studio. It was published by Microsoft Game Studios. It was originally for Xbox 360, um, and then came to PS3, and now yep. people can play it on PS5 yeah. and PS4. Um, so essentially it is a black and white game. It's based on kind of like German, like Folklore, noir yeah. and German expressionist stuff. So the play, like the style of the game is really It's unique. a really cool looking game. It's it is a game. very cool looking game. It is a really like... It's a sad game. It's, it's very it's sad. sad. Um, it's it's all about a, a, a boy who's kind of he's nameless. Oh, he, I wouldn't give too much about. I'm not going to give away it, too much yeah. away. I'm just going to say at the beginning he awakens in the middle of the forest on in the with a big hell, spider um, with a big weird spider that tries to kill him. And that is Fuck all I'm going spider. to. That's Fuck all I'm going to say about the story of it. I just think that it is. It, it, it's it's 
creepy in the right ways it's sad it's it's melancholic is probably the best yeah. way to put it rather than sad wow, that might be the best word we've ever said on this podcast yeah. okay. <laughs> There's not one that I would specifically put on if you've had a bad day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not something that I would go, yeah, I'm really sad today. I'm going to put this on for fun. Um, but it is, it's a really, it's something really different. And I think that's the reason why I wanted to pick it from the I, rest of it. Because I, it's I've super... played it before. You've played it before, Darren, haven't you? I think I played it when it came out, like, originally on 360 or something like that. Mm. So I played it years it, it ago. It was one of the big, like, kickstars, I feel, of the console indie scene. Mm. Yeah. Where... I remember Xbox Live used to have its like Summer of Arcade, and I think that's about the time this came yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. But it was the originator of everyone's favourite genre, Child in Spooky World. Yes. Um, Most recently, was it Little Nightmares 2? Little Nightmares and Little Nightmares 2 are another one. Um, There's lots of them. <laughs> but yeah, it was like this something different stylistically yeah. than had been seen before, and it really kicked off that that led into things like uh, Fez was another big one, case yes. story. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's Would you main... argue it's Spelunky almost... Spelunky. That's okay. I just, I just thought that that was the main reason I picked it, was yeah. because you've got so much choice in, in this month. But uh, the only one that I think is similar is obviously Inside. We which talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I was g- going to pick one we of the We talked about this off... Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, aren't sorry. having like an episode where you've forgotten yeah. <laughs> it's like did they mention this <laughs> um, it is similar to Inside personally I would still pick Limbo um, just because I think it is it is so different and mm-hmm. it, the style of it is so different I think and it's it a looks great, really like, cool it's a great introduction to this style if you haven't yeah. touched it mm. um, and very much everyone should play it everyone yeah. should play yeah. it yeah. Um, yeah. which we all think is everyone should play it because we have made a collective top 5 of you to dip your toe into this month yes. so again maybe not the best games but the games that we think are the ones you should go into. I think that's the way we've looked at this month. So um, I've got the list here of our top five. Mm. So in number one, we all collectively think Limbo should be the one that everyone plays, which we've already discussed as a game um, and why we think it should be played. Quest, um, I'd say Quest 11 is all I write. Quest 11, comma, Dragon. Quest 11, Dragon. Yeah, Dragon <laughs> Quest 11 S, something for an A, yeah. two guys. It's a long name. Um, we put game, as, beautiful game. Yeah, second one. Number three was Inside, which is made by the same people who did Limbo. Yep. Um, they've made some big additions to it. I think the story is... It's, it's probably more exciting. They've made a lot of developments with it. I just yeah. have a soft spot for Limbo, which is why I think yeah. Limbo should be I, I personally... Like, I've played the two. Uh, I haven't finished Inside yet. I think I prefer Inside, mm-hmm. just because I think Limbo is very cool stylistically. I think it's very... Basic. Sort of strong gameplay. It's very opaque in its mm. world and its story and stuff like that. And from what I've played of Inside, it has such a cool world and sort of background you're building up. Like there's a bit I just played where you're walking in a line of people who have been like oh. brainwashed or something. Yeah, it's good. And every now and then you have to stop on a square and like they all do an action mm-hmm. and you're like, right, this is some weird like fucking brainwashing shit that's going oh, okay. on. And you also address in red, which I think is an homage to the little girl in the red coat from Shinter's List. It probably is. Ooh, which yeah, is a really like, cool like touch and a really cool wow, thing. It's the okay. only colour in the game is mm. you have this red jumper on. Oh, wicked. And it's okay. this cool, like, washed out aesthetic. I just think um, it's got more um, going on. <laughs> so yeah, inside was our number three. Number four is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Good shout. Yeah. And then number five, we went for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, they did release a lot of Assassin's Creed this month on there. Um, and out of the was it six of them? Yeah. I would say only two are worth checking out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wouldn't bother with any of the Chronicles, personally. 
I wouldn't bother with Syndicate. Syndicate is bad and upset us. The 3 remaster probably deserves another look. I I think people just need to go back and see that 3 wasn't that bad. Um, But I do think Odyssey is, I think, arguably for most people, the most fun of the most modern trilogy. It's my least favourite of the modern trilogy because of how bombastic it is. I like the grounded nature of Origins and I liked um, Valhalla. But, you know, I think it's a really fun game. You've seen it as well, Karen, being played, and you think it looks fun. It does look fun. And I think it's got a replayability to it because you've got the different characters and the different choices. So yeah. you've got potentially different endings to it. I, I, I like Odyssey. The reason it's my least favourite of the three is that it somehow manages to have too much game and not enough game. Yeah. Like, Valhalla has too much game, but it commits to having too much game. Yeah, So like, there's a lot of shit to do everywhere. Odyssey, you can finish that game. I think you've explored half of the map and like a yeah. third of the side stories. Like, yeah. What are we doing? But I think Odyssey is worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, anything else worth mentioning on there? We've already mentioned Super Hot. I mean, it's got some Yakuza games in there. Yeah, now like 0 to 5 are all on there. So all, all on there if you want play to. Play them. They're all varying quality. Um, Castlevania is a oh, difference of Castlevania. It's great, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and Everyday Shooter, which it looks interesting. It looks weird. I but don't want to play it. I would say the 5 to check out this month would be Limbo, Dragon Quest Eleven, Inside, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Or Assassin's Creed 3, I think is fair to put in there. Yeah, um, and, you know, Super Hot is worth checking out for five minutes. <laughs> Stop giving the thumbs up to the camera. Just for it, Darren, somebody hang in the, who hang hasn't. The camera loves oh. me, and Some, I love it too. Someone who hasn't, isn't going to watch this on YouTube, but it's just... <laughs> Josh has got his head on the desk right now because uh, Darren has just sent a very sexy little kiss to all of you watching well, on YouTube. Well, I said, I said he was tanging the camera. Is actually why I put my head on the desk. Oh, is he? I love you all, and if you don't love me, fucking too right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, so that brings us to sort of the close of what this episode is. Yes. Um, I'm glad you've joined just for our initial venture. I think it's uh, a nice little concept, a bit of like, if you were a bit of a break from the competition, just mm. to chat about games. It, it is nice to have a game where I feel like I don't have to fight you both. Yeah, you nice. know? I yeah. can't wait for our next episode recording where we will fight. But, yes. Um, those of you who have joined us as this has come out, uh, just to let you know, we have now launched a Twitch channel as yeah, well. Yeah, we have. Um, which will be starting at the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be doing um, three streams a week where one of us will show up on different days, where we'll be doing multiplayer games, games from our fighting episodes, and games that we just want to play, the free play, which will open up to you to vote for on social yeah. media of like the two choices that we're looking yeah. at, which may be some of these games we've talked about today but it'd be really good if you go across give us a follow on there um, even if you don't come along for it but we'd love to do it because we're all chatty people Mm -hmm. outside of that we also have YouTube um, which at the moment is Discount Pod they are moving into giving everyone handles on YouTube they are so um, we're hoping to get the app Discount Pod I don't think we're going to be fought for it so um, we should get that one which will make it easier to find us so do check us out on YouTube if you want to see a full unedited version of this or any of our previous episodes I mean if you don't check out the YouTube you're never going to get to see Darren's sexy kiss no so uh fucking make your decisions I guess <laughs> um, and I wouldn't influence you either way on that one it's sultry sultry man um, but also on top of that we are looking to start getting some let's plays out there so it'd be good to go on and check on there so there'll be episodes from our Twitch stream will go on there if you don't feel like going on Twitch they'll go on there as well as um, yeah. those and lastly do check us out on our socials which mm-hmm. is at discount pod on Instagram mm-hmm. we also have our own uh, socials which are all our own names which are at discount and then our name so Josh Darren and Keris respectively do remember it's discount with two C's 
Yeah, that's a fair point. Yep. On all of those things, it's discount with two Cs. Um, and we are also hoping that you'll come across because we're going to start thinking about genres um, coming, upcoming and we'd love to you to come along and do some voting and give us some suggestions yep. about what you would like to see we us do. We burned all our creativity on the first <laughs> yeah. So please we come along help. Yeah, and help us. Um, but thank you for coming along again. Anything mm-hmm. else you two want to say? No. No, I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Je- like, just no. No, yeah. never want to speak again. Thanks for done. coming. No. Yeah, but no, re- really appreciate it. Do make sure you find us, follow us, like mm-hmm. us, give us a review, subscribe, all of those good bits because it really does help us yeah. get more people out there and we can get more of a community and then we can potentially think about doing a Discord at some point for people to jump yep. into. Yeah. So... We just, need, we just need to see if you guys are interested and liking yeah. it. Um, definitely let us know what you thought of how this episode worked, yeah. if you think any changes should happen, and then we'll probably change it because we change things constantly. Yeah. We, aren't, we aren't very committal. We changed hosts once. Yeah, we did. And how oh. poorly that's worked out for you both. How poorly. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for coming, um, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Super hot. Love you. Super hot. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>